Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our effort is to get our show's information message out to more people. So please do us a big favor by sharing and also tagging friends who would really enjoy this information. I'm passionate and committed to helping you create a harmonious family. That's why I created my online Harmonious Family Blueprint program. You'll be learning how to create a system and foundation that will bring more harmony, happiness, and excitement, as well as instilling boundaries, balance, and values to the whole family. So if you're interested in being a part of this amazing program, it's a three-month program, email us at info at with your contact information so we can schedule an interview time. The link is also in the show notes. And if you're not ready to dive into the program yet, then get your feet wet by purchasing my Amazon number one best-selling book called Amazing Itty Bitty Book on Family Leaderships. It's just $6.99 on paperback and $2.99 on Kindle. And the link to purchase the book is also in the show notes. Today's show, we're going to talk about purpose, finding your purpose. And if you feel like you're lost, then you can find yourself. And our guest today is an expert on that. She is a prevention expert in children and teen health, conscious parenting, human potential, and purpose education. She's also a two-time best-selling author and speaker. She's the CEO of Mind, Body, Spirit Parenting and the executive director at the PS I Love You Foundation and founder of thekidwhisper.com. She has spoken numerously locally and nationally on children and adult health topics and having worked with hundreds of thousands of kids and family over her career, her program have been featured in the LA Times, CNN Health, Parent Magazine, on Los Angeles area news channel, Blue Zone Projects, IDEA, and other. And her school health initiatives have received national recognition from the Alliance for a Healthier Generation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Gretchen Downey. Hi, Gretchen. How are you? Hi, Jackie. Thanks. It's great to be here with you again. I know. For those of you who uh, are just new to our show, Gretchen used to be a co-host on the show initially, and I'm so glad to have her back. Yay, it's so fun. So fun to be here. Excited to talk about this subject. Yeah, I know purpose has been a real big passion for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's uh, what's keeping our kids kind of having some struggles out there and parents too. So it's an important topic. I think a lot of family are family, but they don't know where they're going, what their purpose is. So this is today's episode about where you're going, why you're here for yourself. And I think as a family, I know you've been involved in all kinds of education on health and helping schools build really enriching program for a long time in all areas of whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or social health. 
And when I knew you only had one book out, now you have three. What's made you decide to start writing all these books? Well, it was kind of, you know, being in that arena and, and, and always responding to all these health issues. It's like always creating some type of, <clears throat> excuse me, intervention. It just made me stop and take a pause and really look upstream because we have made parenting kind of a corporate problem. And what I mean by that is we have incorporated parenting in schools. We've done it in the juvenile justice systems. We've done it in behavioral health systems, childcare, and we've taken it away from where it really needs to be. So that's kind of why I went upstream a little bit to the source of all these children's problems, whether it be substance abuse and bullying and all these, you know, obesity, physical inactivity, social, emotional learning, all this stuff went upstream and said, really need to focus on the parents. And, and you can understand that because of the stuff you do. So that's what made me write my first book, which is Mind, Body, Spirit Parenting Guidebook, is really empowering parents to understand the amazing, incredible technologies that we have within ourselves so that kids wouldn't end up with all these problems that we're always trying to fix. <laughs> and if we just started in those formative years, then it, it, it changes everything. It shifts everything and it makes life so much easier. So that's what made me kind of leave that world and go do that. Let's talk about your very first book that you just said. What was the big message that you want to give to parents that they can do now? Sure. It's really the most important thing anybody can do is understand how their human design works. What's, what's inside of them? I mean, we're just this most amazing instrument that we have like a GPS system in front of us where we can determine if someone's telling us a lie or truth or whatever. You know, I have so many parents like worried that my kid's getting the wrong information from something out there or for someone from kids or people teaching them something. And I'm saying, well, yeah, the world's loaded with disinformation or incorrect information. What the cool thing is you can determine what is actually the correct and what isn't because your own internal systems can guide you that way. Cause you're, you can't stop the world from doing all the things it's going to do and the messes, right? Yeah. Until we fix our own internal step and really understand that. So what happens is kids navigate life much better. Parents navigate parenting and life much better. And it ends up being fun. So the whole thing is, you know, my motto is bring the joy and the fun back into family life and living. And so by learning this, the whole thing is just teaching the human being how to get into alignment. And when they do, you can go through life experiences much easier. And, and, and I'm not saying it's going to take away all the challenges, but you'll navigate them differently and on much higher ground. So that's what that book was all about. Basically, you went from that book and I met you when you were writing your second book, which is an amazing book. So can you tell us about that? Sure. That's was your, that was the one that went to number one bestseller. And that was your amazing itty bitty parenting teens book, 15 powerful strategies for understanding how the teen brain thinks and works. Because I ended up getting so many parents that, you know, my, my clients were, were, you know, parents of adolescents and they're just, they just don't know what to do. And we treat this age as something just kind of awful and something to get through. And it's so, so sad. It is the most amazing time and it can be so much fun, not only for the kids, but also for the parents. And so, but right now that's not the way, uh, what's happening in our culture here, you know, especially in the US and other countries, the kids are struggling like never before. We have kids that are feeling so hopeless and helpless um, because they don't understand 
how to use what's inside of them to navigate life. And the, and the parents don't, I wasn't taught this stuff. And so what I really did is create this book in an easy way to make parents understand it. And there's all these aha moments. They're like, oh my gosh, you know? And so if you teach this stuff to the teens, they like, they're not beating themselves up. They're not beating their parents up as much, <laughs> you know? And now it creates a different family life and environment and how they respond and handle things. And when the kids are going through their transformation process, what do I do? And to recognize it as this incredible, amazing time period in the human life cycle, because that's exactly what it is. And we need to stop looking at it like it's something bad and something awful. And, and the kids are feeling it. They feel like there's something bad or awful, but they know they shouldn't be. And they, they're right. They should not be. So that's why I wrote that book. Yeah. And I, what I love about it is that you're teaching us how it works, how they work. It's like if you understand how a car's engine work, you can make it better, right? You can, that's the problem is I think as parents get into the stigma that, oh God, it's the teen period. Oh, they're just teenager, them being the teen. And I don't think it has to be that way. Yeah. And it's great that you said that car analogy, because really what we're doing is we're, we're making our, you know, you've got this, the human is like this amazing Maserati. It's just like, it's an amazing instrument, a high performance instrument, and it's junking and clunking. And because of how we're treating it and utilizing it. And so it isn't performing and it's breaking down on us. And we see this everywhere with our kids. They're breaking down. And so we just have to use the instruments in the car correctly, like you wouldn't throw it into reverse while you're driving forward, right? We don't have that consciousness about how we treat our own bodies and designs that is meant to make us just zoom <laughs> quite efficiently through life and handle all these bumps. And then we do that, Jackie, we end up creating a better world. We, we, when we behave better, we create a better world, a better environment, better community. And that just kind of permeates into the world itself. And we have less chaos. Yeah. And you made a good point that we weren't taught this. These are things that between epigenetics and neuroscience, we're just finding out the capacity of the brain and its function. So we need you, some people like you to write books like this, which is almost like a manual on how to operate this Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and sometimes it wants to go slow too right and yeah it wants to rest and that's cool too but yeah but we're a high performance vehicle and we have so much at our fingertips but we just don't use it correctly I didn't use it correctly I just I didn't know how to do it at the time let's get into this new best-selling book and the topic of our discussion today so tell us about this purpose book you know when I was writing this other thing it's like the thing that always kept coming up that was giving, giving us glitches, one of the glitchy things <laughs> that was causing kids so much problem or parents with their kids and even parents themselves is this thing of purpose and understanding it. So I was always teaching the two in tandem because I, I always end up bringing that up and educating people on that. And so I just, well, let me write a book that teaches all about it and how to find it. And so with purpose, it's such a, there's a part, half of it's misunderstood. So most people think that purpose is about goal setting and about what gifts am I going to share with the world. And that's a beautiful part of it, but it's only half of the picture. It is that outward thing, but the other half of purpose is the inward work that we're supposed to do. And most people don't want to take that step 
They don't want to mess with it. Human beings, I don't want to take the effort. I don't want to look at it. It's easier for everything easy. Give me an aspirin just to fix it. Yeah. And it's easier also to point at other people and call them the blame for something. You know that I, I work intuitively as well. So this was an intuitive gift to me to download this and to give this to humanity as a gift. And there are six steps in this book that helps you align to your purpose. The overarching goals of purpose are twofold. One is the gifts you share with the world. It's the other piece is that inner work. And it's what did I come here to do and be at the very heart and core of my being? And what did I come to work on in myself? And the dead giveaway, part of the dead giveaway for that is what characteristics of yourself have been plaguing you all along that kind of follow you all the way up to your childhood and to your adolescence that gave you problems that gave you, you know, even challenges in your adult career and, and all this stuff. And it's just like, hello, ding, ding. How many times do we need to hit ourselves over the head before we finally wake up and say, oh, I need to work on this, right? Yeah, I can tell you my problem. I always got in trouble for talking too much. And asking why all the time. <laughs> yes. And so that's a great, Jackie, that's such a great example because I've worked in so many school districts and I just cringe because especially in, um, which is funny, in more like private schools where it's not okay to speak out. It's, you know, and, and, and there's a lot more discipline around that, which is cool. But I, you know, I have a child who's very sociable, very talkative. He was bad for it. He was bad and he was naughty. And so he thought badly of himself. Nobody likes me. The teachers don't like me. The administrators don't like me. And guess what? I'm like, that's a gift. So, and then the parent, if I wasn't in a conscious parent, I'd be like, naughty, naughty boy, right? And chastising, making him feel bad for what he is. And so instead I said, you have an enormous gift, just like you, Jackie, an enormous gift to speak and to connect people, to talk out you, and it's connection. And so I tell these parents and these kids with these types of kids that are also sometimes funny and acting out, I said, what could be more important in this day and age than to have a child that has the wisdom and the gift of capacity to connect? Because right now kids are so disconnected. They're on their devices. They have relationship with the videos and everything, and they're not, they're not connected. So I'm like, you are more valuable in this world than anybody I know right now. So don't think <laughs> something bad. And so you, there's an education with the adults to speak in this language to these kids so that they feel that their assets are important. But it's just a matter of manage and guiding them. And that's what parents are supposed to do. That's what you know, we're supposed to be conscious about in schools and such. So why do you think so many people are stuck? Is it something we were taught? Yeah, I think it's because um, it, it's too, it's, it kind of goes back to that twofold thing is it, they're stuck in their purpose because one, they either don't want to share the gifts, you know, because they want to be, or they're not connected with their own gifts. Or the other, the biggest block is really looking at that thing in myself that I need to overcome. And so like if one of my, because there's can be temporary, you know, little miniature incremental things that you work on over like a year period or a couple years or maybe a decade, and then you master it and you move on. So that you can ultimately reach that supreme purpose that you're supposed to work on, that you really know that is why I was born on this earth. This is why I came here because everybody has one. It's like the things that get them stuck are really not moving through those trouble areas, you know, the areas that are what, what do I need to work on within myself? So if I'm stubborn or if I'm judgmental or if I'm not confident or I feel I'm fear-based, 
Those are things that we have to work on. And so once we get past those, now we can move up to the next level and the next level and to the greater realization of those things. So you see this with adults in their purpose when you see usually in the 40s somewhere people like, oh my gosh, I'm in a job I hate. I want to redo life. And it's because they just got so much pain because they weren't listening and they just realized I really love this and they should have followed that or incorporated it into their life or what they're doing somehow along the way, but they weren't listening until now they can't take the pain. And so now, sadly, humans wait till they get pain to redirect themselves. Yeah. Is that what they call midlife crisis? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, we need to learn to redirect ourselves before the pain sets in. Why do we always have to wait for pain to change? Or <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I've got this. Ooh, I've got this behavior. Maybe I'm a little judgmental or maybe I'm a little this or that. And it's like, oh, let me work on that. And then life goes smoother if you just intervene at a little quicker stage on the timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to the youth and the teens. What about them? How does all of this relate to them? As you know, kids haven't had the entire life experience like adults have. They haven't lived that many things to know, oh, this is exactly what I'm going to do. They're on their path of purpose. They're moving towards it. And so the most important thing for teens is, is um, I like how the Search Institute calls it the spark that divides the spark that lights their fire. They're just so excited to do it because we need that energy of excitement, of, of wonder, of imagination being pollinated into the world. And so we need to foster that. So pay attention to what your kids are or, you know, are, are, are interested in and what gets them excited. And so, you know, I've seen, you know, when I've coached parents, I've seen them shut down a child's interest because they weren't the parents' interest or the parents thought they wouldn't make money or they wouldn't, I want you to be this kind of profession within our family. And, and you just see the fire and the light going out of these kids. Been there, done that Asian family. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say Can't you, be an, you cannot be an artist if you're from an Asian family. Uh, it, it's, it's not acceptable, right? Okay. That is not acceptable. There's three professions, doctor, lawyer, and engineer. Yeah. And what's funny is doctors aren't making that much money anymore. And, you know, and lawyers aren't either. <laughs> they work their ass off. We have to have pain and we have to go through all these things to realize, oh, I hate this field. I shouldn't be in it. It's just like, no, if we just listen to some of the child's assets initially, then it's like you'd get this. And so that's what the book has, like the six-step process to, to kind of move through. And you don't do it fast because I'll share this with you. It's when I was trying to find that really overarching purpose, it took probably three weeks for it to sink in with me. And youth don't go through this process like adults do. They just kind of link into some of the, the concepts in the book. But adults can go through it. And um, if you seek with your higher self, even if you don't know, like, like, gosh, I still don't know what that is. If you seek it, you'll find it because your higher self always wants you to know truth. And if you're seeking it, it will give it to you. So you were saying that the youth don't do it the same way. So what are the differences between the youth and adults in regards to finding their purpose? So with them, you know, in, in the six steps, I usually use those a little bit more as guidelines, as thinking points of expansion, you know, just kind of ask yourself these questions to plant the seeds because some of the questions and they're very specific. So, and then there's a little a space to write down your answers. And so the kids haven't experienced life. They're, they're new. They're might only been 16 years on the planet. Right. 
Uh, it's really to plant the seed and say, like, what are your interests? What are these different things? And then it really is to follow that spark. What lights you up? What are you most interested in? What makes you happy? Because we know the brain loves to be happy. It's our natural state. And it's actually our divine state. And so happiness and joy and love, so important now, Jackie, um, to work from the heart. Um, more than ever before, this new age, the new energy of the age, is, it's all about heart-centered, not head-centered, but heart-centered, because the heart has an intelligence. And the Heart Math Institute has put out a lot of information on this stuff. To love what you're doing is so important because we know how that manifests things in life very differently. Yeah. So it's always about that spark. What brings them joy and excitement for life? So what are like two to three things the parents should do when it comes to keeping their kids aligned with their purpose and not ours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really. Um, so I think the first thing is really be aware, observe your child, observe those characteristics in them that maybe, for example, if a child's quiet and we think they're shy, maybe they're reflective. Maybe they're noticing more than you think. Yeah. So hone in on that asset, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than, oh my God, and, and focusing on what's not quite working well. It's like hone in on the asset, okay? Listening is the second thing. I'd say, you know, really listen to what your children say because they get it more than you think. I mean, the next generation is always more advanced than the current generation. They're always here to expand and broaden us. So when the child says something like, mom, dad, you don't get it. You know, and wh what does the parent usually do? They push back. Yeah. Oh, you don't get it, right? Exactly. I know more. I'm the adult. I have more experience. Right. Yeah. And so the children, while they're so intuitive, they don't, they can't articulate and they don't always know why something is the way it is, but they know. So for example, the kids might, um, you know, the parents get all upset and riled up about some fear-based thing or borders and, you know, we got too many immigrants coming in, you know, they just get riled up about all the political things. And the kids are saying it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And what they really mean is the kids don't like borders. It's a blended world. And that's how they see the world. And so when they say you don't get it, you have to dig a little deeper and really listen. Because what they mean is, you know, we should all be getting along. And, we sh and, and, these, and these kids are right. Yeah. They're absolutely right. So we have to pay more attention to that. And then just listen and then guide them appropriately and foster those assets and give them things. <clears throat> so this would be the third thing is just give them things that align to their interests so that they can feel so good about who they are on the inside. And so when tough stuff comes, it won't shake them. It won't knock them as much because they already feel really solid and grounded in, in the strong foundation of who they are and be happy about it. Uh, I love how you said the listen part because... Stephen Covey is one of my inspirational author and his number five rule on the seven high habits of high effective people is first seek to understand then to be understood. And the only way to do that is to listen. Absolutely. And listening is one of the most important universal skills we'll ever have. I mean, we do this even after we leave this lifetime. I mean, our, our souls always have to listen. And, and it's just, it's one of the most important skills cosmically that we have. Yeah. People forget that communication involves listening. A lot of times people think communication is about me talking. 
<laughs> and convincing you that I'm right as a parent, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And listening goes deeper. There's an outer listening. Like, yeah, like, what are you saying? Like, Jackie, what questions are you asking? There's the outer listening. And then there's the inner listening. Right. I call that intuitive listening. It is. It's listening to what's inside of it. So if a kid says something in the outer world, and it just isn't making sense. There's something on the inside and you have to be able to listen and read into that and ask the right questions so that you know what's on the inside. Because a lot of people get hung up on words and it's, it's nonsense when their intention is something totally different. And if you learn to read the inner, you'll never go wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. And I think that's when you can, you're really connecting with your child, when you can read between the lines and really hear what they're saying because sometimes they don't have enough words to explain how they feel. Yeah. And that's just great parenting 101, right? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> when you really listen and then, and then they know that you understand them and hear them. And one of the best leverages for, I always say this to parents and you probably heard me say this before, Jackie, one of the best leverages that a parent can do is to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong oh, I didn't understand I was wrong or I was doing it wrong. And, and that sends the most amazing learning opportunities to the kids because it says it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make a mistake. It's great to redirect. We're all human. I can forgive, right? And move on. And you have that same thing with them. And so now they're not afraid to make mistakes. They're not afraid to be courageous and go out there and try something without it crumbling and getting slapped on the hand like happens in school. You, you make a mistake, you got to F, you're, you know, you're, you're bad, you're wrong. These children need to know that it's okay to do this and to change course and to make adjustments and that you're all part of that just as, as they are. That's huge. And to be forgiving. Yeah. And I think you made a really key point is it's about saying and then saying, I'm sorry, and then making the change. I see so many people, especially adult, because we're, you know, they're matching and mirroring as the children. We say sorry but it's just words for the moment. And it's more, I'm sorry, because I made you sad, or I upset you. And really less about, I'm sorry, I did that. So then the behavior doesn't really change. And it keeps coming back. And then the kids are like, wait, but you said, I'm sorry. And not even kids, I see this in relationship. And I think that's a key also in behavior is that if you honestly say you're sorry, then what strategies are you making to change that? So you don't have to say, I'm sorry for the same mistake. Yeah, though, gosh, Jackie, that's such a good point. And the thing with kids is if you say sorry and you don't mean it, yeah, they can read it and uh -huh. you just lost all credibility with your kid. They don't trust you. They're like, why, why, my, my kids don't trust me. They don't listen to what I say. Well, you know, a lot of it has to go with exactly what you're saying when you say, I'm sorry, but, and you move on and you really didn't mean it. When they know yeah. you mean it, Oh my gosh, they trust you so much. And the thing is, that's where respect comes from, is the trust. Yeah. And so many parents demand respect, but it's like respect is earned. It's not given. Yeah. You deserve it. You deserve it. You, it's, it's so true. And they, I, I'm telling you from experience, because they're supposed to push against you during this time period. Yeah. And, you know, that's all in that, in my parenting team book, but it's like, they, the interesting thing is when they trust you and they respect you and they know that that advice actually is grounded in something that it really makes sense to them and you're on their wavelength, not your, your wavelength, their wavelength, they will come back to you and ask you for the solutions. And so many parents go, my kids don't ask me for, you know, they, they won't talk to me. They won't, whatever your kids will come back to you and ask you 
when they need it, keep that doorway open for them. That is so powerful during those teen and adolescent years to have that doorway open for them and they know it and it's safe. It's powerful because when they've got a problem, they, they come back and they don't struggle with it as long and end up in depression or anxiety and all those kinds of things. Right, right. We have a few minutes left. What kind of project are you working now or the future that you want to tell us? Oh my gosh. One of the things is I'm actually working on a children's book. It's going a little slower than I'd like it to, but I finally finished it and I'm moving to the point of looking for an illustrator. And I just feel like I'm getting called to write series of children's books. I, I'm working on that. And it's all about really, uh, there's so many books out there, believe it or not, that really aren't that great for imprinting onto the subconscious of kids. This one really is designed, um, it's called Soaring, and it's really designed to um, imprint really positive images and um, messages onto, you know, when a parent's reading to a child, onto their little, young, wonderful brain in such beautiful ways. So I'm looking to do some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm working with the PSI Love You Foundation as their executive director, and that organization raises funds, bring social-emotional learning programs to disadvantaged communities and areas that couldn't otherwise afford it. So to really help youth build themselves from the inside out in, in, in struggling areas. And so, so, so that's kind of a fun other thing that I'm doing. That's very purposeful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so needed across the country. And, and it's not just in disadvantaged low-income areas. It is in affluent areas as well. All kids are at risk. For social development. And all these kids become adults who are walking around beside us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so I know you have a promotion for our listeners. Can you tell us about it? Sure. I was going to offer anybody who just says, you know, they've been to Parent Pump Radio, that they can come and work with me as a coach, as a private coach for my friends and family rates. So all they need to do is give me a call or they can email me info at or contact at the kid whisper.com or uh, my phone number is 310-489-5454 and um, they can get that special parent pump radio rate. Gretchen's website is thekidwhisper.com and all of this information is in the show notes. You can just click on it. Well, thank you, Gretchen, so much. We're going to be looking for a more purposeful life. Thank you, Jackie. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.